With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Log Talk Radio. Good evening. I'm Alpha. We can be as badass as we want. We now live in a nation where doctors destroy health, lawyers destroy justice, universities destroy knowledge, governments destroy freedom, the press destroys information, religion destroys morals, our banks destroy the economy, the inability to defend on all of these fronts, be it voter suppression, and you can go down the line. You can go down the line. Good evening. I'm Alpha. This is the Alpha Show. Now, the master of common sense, take no prisoners in politics and game making. The man from Chicago who's got their numbers. This is Advanced Urban Political Talk Radio with Alpha. Here's Alpha. Well, well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Outpost Show here at TruthWorks Network, where the truth must be spoken more than once. That's simple. Let's see. Nothing really happened this week, did it? The George Floyd trial started. And so far, the prosecution is pitching a shutout. And they're pitching a shutout because the defense has a great deal of process to argue because they have nothing else. What are they going to do, argue that he was what? None of that calls for the death penalty, but um, that's just uh, another story for another day because the trial drags on and drags on, and hopefully we will get some kind of reasonable, although I doubt it. At this point, to expect a reasonable outcome is out of the norm. We cannot be, I will say, fooled. And the only reason I say fooled is because they're fooling no one 
but they keep doing it. They continue with the white supremacy and the total immunity of white police officers to be held accountable for crimes that they have committed. And somewhere it's got to stop. This will not be the bellwether. This will not be the chicken time bomb that decides this, but this trial will go a long way to beginning to begin uh, a period where they can kind of get their house in order and come up with some credibility. Because right now, law enforcement nationwide has none. Can someone please tell me why you would think that the police force is filled with nothing but Klansmen? There are no good police. They're filled with Klansmen. They have the black officers intimidated. The police union are seething with white racists, neo-Nazis, white nationalists. And in each and every step, they'll come out and stand ready to fight you to protect their membership, as they should. But this can only end poorly for the country because if people don't believe that you are who you say you are, you won't get to say it long. And that's been the problem. They've been saying it all along. So... We're going to have to see how that plays out because the slave patrols simply morphed into policemen because that's what police used to do, catch slaves. That's the history. The history of a nation, 516 That's the number you can get through. You have to press one if you want to talk. You can't just call the number and sit there. When you press that one, I get a signal on my studio board that you have something to say. Now, at the end of the day, we have to watch what's happening. 
it's gone to three over 300 new laws in 47 states. Of voter suppression. H.R. 1 and H.R. 4, we must pass them to save our democracy. So, we'll talk about that a little bit. I have a clip from um, Greg Palace, investigative journalist who basically lays out the, uh, the dark spots in the Georgia law. 516-666-9516-954. Thank you for calling the Alpha Show. Welcome to TruthWorks Network. Aloha, Brother Sensei. I, I left the land of Aloha. <laughs> I left the land of Aloha to come back to the land of Ola. <laughs> man, we got so much to catch up on, brother. Miss you, man. You hey, man. in India, you know, CEO since, uh, since the, uh, Janice, you know, of course, Brother Andre, noble brother, man. And uh, yeah, I, I keep well. in touch with me, Michaels. But to stay on topic with you, man, we got so much, man. I'm telling you. First of all, I got a T-shirt for you, man, since you ain't want to come to Hawaii to have that cheeseburger with me. Yeah. I saw that on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Just give me your uh, size, bro. I'm, I'm going to send it to you. Because no. I like that when injustice become law, resistance become duty. You know who I got on the on, – on, on post, Bobby Steele and Huey Newton strapped. Oh, okay. You know? <laughs> yeah, it, it fits uh-huh. that, brother. And um, yeah, man. But anyway, wow. Where do we begin here, man? I um, first of all, I appreciate the young brother out there, Professor Black Truth. I don't know if you're hip to him, but you guys know each other. And um, Professor, no. Yeah, Professor Black Truth out there, man. He brothers on point. And uh, when Grandmaster Jay and everything, all of this, we have to have an enforcement mechanism. That's for that's for sure. Number one. And these uh, money settlement cases that have been coming out of all of our people getting murdered and killed. And I put it out there before, and I, actually, YouTube. Uh, terminated one of my my accounts back then, and I think I know who's responsible for that. But um, I came back again. I you know I don't care about that right now. But um, no, we need to have our own militia. We need not only to be on code economically, financially, and we got to stop talking to each other about how we can get along and work together and all that madness. Obviously we did because we wouldn't be here today. You know, we had to be on some point of code. And I do appreciate what these younger folks out here, these brothers, you know, our self-appointed brother out here, Jason Black, and I, I get in his case, you know, 
a regular basis. But I listen to him. I'd rather listen to him, you guys, because in the beginning for me, Tony Brown, Gil Noble out of New York, FM AM radio with Gary Bird, Bob Lore, and those brothers, you know, WBLS, WLIB, and, of course, Tony Brown. And, you know, they can only do their thing like once a week. You know, I think it was usually on a Sunday. But, you know, you got a lot of folks out here, you know, giving out this knowledge and information, which is good and which we need. And from everything from this young 21-year-old brother trying to start this school to Dr. Umar, I, I kept my ear to the line even in Hawaii. I, I was out there nine, almost 10 years, two months short of 10 years. Came back here, bro. I, start, I talked to Lee Michaels, you know, when I found out what happened to Andre. And, man, it, it really hurt me to the bone. And um, Lee, Lee Michaels and I still stay in touch. But Hawaii, man, that was, that was a whole different experience. Almost kind of regret coming back to the mainland, you know? Yeah, but, um, I can imagine. Yeah, man, but it, that was no paradise there either because the homeless situation there is just unbelievably, man, man, it's just unbelievable. And we're talking about the island of Oahu, you know, where I lived at in Waikiki in Honolulu, and Chinatown, they're all up and down there. They built all these damn condos like they did here in Florida after 9-11, like nothing happened. No one's got money for this shit, you know? I mean, yeah, a lot of Russians are here now, so I got to brush up on some Russian. So uh, they call me Broski, you know? Kaskusovutin Broski. Yeah, Broski. Dasadonia, man. You know, shit. But uh, I, I do miss the islands, you know, Hawaii. And, um, you know, being back here, I came back in November, man, and um, it's it's different. And seeing everything that's going down, and I'm looking at what Judge Joe Brown saying, what Dick Gregory was saying before they took the brother out. You know, Judge Joe Brown, he's almost kind of advocating this vaccine, which I ain't taking. And my wife, she's a pharmacist. And they just had some more screw-ups with these vaccines. This shit ain't even proven to work. And they trying to suck and coerce, blackmail people into taking this crap. You know, I ain't taking this, man. It's going to have to be years down the road. And every time they keep trying to enforce this, you know, it comes back with some stuff that's messed up. Now they're blaming these contractors. Judge Joe Brown said something about when uh, Floyd was murdered with the on your neck. They had a knee on his neck and then his back. Man, listen, he tried to explain that atomically, you know, scientifically. I said, man, look, the cat was begging for his life. He can't breathe. You got motherfuckers on his back and his neck? Man, I, I, was, I was in the martial arts for over 40 years. I trained with the baddest black man here in America, Ron Van Cleef. He, he's my shidoshi, my sensei. I knew this cat from 1968. When he came back from Nam, I was on my way to Vietnam. You know, I remember when he was a New York City cop. I've been with that brother over 40-something years, man. So I know something about some chokeholds and how to subdue and, and, and apprehend the cat, you know, and take him out. You know, with or without a weapon. So when you got people 
being choked out, and they supposedly had stopped that chokehold movement a while back, you know, because it was supposed to be illegal. Man, listen, we need to have our own militia. Yeah, defund the cops because that gives us the opportunity to police our own communities. We have done it before. We know how to do it. Take care of our own stuff. And all these folks that are getting this money and, and go fund these stuff, then let's put these monies to help build these schools, take these communities back. What the hell are y'all still going to these Asian hair nail salons and all this silliness, man, getting your asses kicked, and you still going back there anyway? We don't have to support this, man. You know, the monies that are being generated on these wrongful death lawsuits from these cops out here, that money can be utilized to fund our own thing. It ain't about Tyreek Nashi talking about selling some old goon spray and all that bullshit. Sell brothers some goddamn tasers if you ain't going to hook them up with some guns. Because it's it's down to that anyway, man. And, uh, you know, Grandmaster Jay, you know, a lot of folks try to say he's trying to get street credibility and, uh, you know, he's a front. And I looked at that along with the movie Judas and the Messiah, the Fred Hampton murders and, and Clark. Man, bro, there's so much, man. My mind's just racing, and there's stuff I want to talk to you about in general, but um, there's a lot to deal with, man. Obama was a disgrace. The only cast that was here politically, and you can forget about voting, because the only thing we're doing is helping keep these jackasses employed. Harold Washington was on, uh, Adam Clayton Powell Jr., Chokwe Lamumba Sr. down in Mississippi. Um, who, who else did we have um, that was on, you know, as far as a politician? And we oh. saw what the outcome of that was. And of course, Dr. Uh, King. Oh, man. I, I wanted to come. Uh, Joe uh, um, Palmer, Lou Palmer. Oh, Palmer. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, there, there's some others that's slipping my mind. That's what happens when you get to be 68, brother. <laughs> You yeah. get to be worse. So I'm still 68, yo. <laughs> Man, you got to yeah. do better 68. <laughs> <laughs> Hoping to get 69. <laughs> <laughs> or do a 69, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, we got to keep this general audience. Man. I can't get up to two old men talking, you know. <laughs> Matter of fact, your birthday's before mine a couple of months, man. We born yeah. the same year, man. Yeah. Yeah. And uh try to get old commander Lee Michaels. He he he's in Vegas, I think. And uh he's I uh, sent him some pictures. Yeah, he was in Vegas. California for a minute and then I think he went to Vegas. He went back and uh he was in Vegas he went back before he went to Yeah, I, I know he was in LA. Yeah. And, and you know what I was looking at? What? Really? Hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, me and him stay in touch. And um, that thing that happened with Andre, they said he had a heart attack, right? And I was right. trying to get as much information about that. What, what's, what's your take on that? Well, I'm in Chicago. He's down in Florida. I couldn't tell you one way or the other. 
Last I heard, he was he he had a nightclub back. He smoked. He yeah. drank. Yeah, here in uh, Dania Beach, Three's Company Italian restaurant. Yep. Right. And we used to go there and but, see him. Uh, that's, that's all I knew. Of, that's that's all I knew of Andre, and it, it was like it was it was you talking about a shock, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that blew my mind, man. I was in Hawaii when, when that happened, you know, because I came back, uh, thanks, we left Thanksgiving Day. We got back here on a Friday. So I've been back here since November, back in Florida, southeast Florida, Broward County. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, you know, I, I don't miss New York. I know where it gets cold. The only ice I want to see is in a glass with a twist of lime or an olive, you know. <laughs> that's, that's as cold as it's gonna get for me, man. No, man. Chicago. New York, Chicago, subways, and that shit. Nah, I'm done with that. You know. You know, I can uh, deal with alligators and mosquitoes, man. But uh, I can't. Man, last time I was in New York actually was a year and a half ago for a funeral. I couldn't wait to get out of there, man. We stand down on 38th Street near Port Authority at a place called The Element, and uh, it was cold as hell. And the only good thing about that, I hit the lottery for 210 bucks. cost me like $25 to get that. So that was my uh, welcome back to New York City and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I ain't looked back since, man. <laughs> hell no. I ain't clicking my heels three times. <laughs> Look, now you can get down here to Florida. It ain't like trying to get to Hawaii. You know that cheeseburger place I, I was telling you about? I can't get out man. the front door. You can't get out the front door, man. No, I can't. I, man, I've I I had to have a ramp built in front of my house to go yeah. so I could get out the, door, out the front door and down the ramp. Well, you know I what, man? I'll come up there in the summertime. I'll come up there in the summertime. There was, a, there was a club I went to in Chicago. Well, that years ago in 69, um, the Chicago Jazz Art Ensemble, um, was it Hyde Park in those places over there? Because I, I knew a sister that lived on 83rd and Cottage. Yeah, I don't, and, and of course the Regal Theater, man. They're they, they still happening? And the Regal? No, the Regal the Theater? Regal's not. No, the really? Regal's not on 46th. In South Park, no. Oh. Or King Drive, as uh-huh. it is now. But uh, there's still a lot of jazz places you can go to. I've got a few yeah. friends that attend them. And um, it, would, it would just be a matter of hooking up, hooking you up. If, mm-hmm. if I want to go anywhere, mm-hmm. if I want to go anywhere, my son has to take me. Like when yeah. I go to the doctor, and if, I don't, if I'm not with him, I'm on a, I'm on a, um, um, paratransit. They call it paratransit. When they come in, wow. in a wheel, I'm in a wheelchair, and they, they take you in a bus. Really? You off. You got mm. your, I got to, I got to make, uh, arrangements 24 hours in advance. I've got to have mm-hmm. one arrangement going and a second arrangement mm-hmm. coming back. So, Damn, man. Mm. It's like I don't, you know, I I've, I've had a, a vehicle 
1972 to drive myself around. And in 1972, I was... What, you got Eldorado? What, you got Eldorado? <laughs> no, I, right now I got Eldorado. <laughs> <Man>. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm, I'm glad to see like a lot of our folks are into this YouTube thing because the black media... You know, I, I can't stand looking at regular mainstream white media, man. I, I I don't even bother. So I'm listening to you cats all the time, no matter where I'm at on this planet. And, um, yeah, Jeff, Reverend Wright, man, I was just checking something out about him. And the brother was heavy, you know, because Obama didn't do us no justice, nor did that two freak attorney generals they had. And Susan Rice, I wish she would come after me, because I'm going to show her something. And, um, no, our people, if we're going to vote, everything's plain and clear now. You know, and this so-called black hate crime thing that they just passed this bill, and I'm glad you brought up the uh, HR, HR1 and HR2, you know. Man, let me say this. Black folks had the backing that Cuba and Vietnam had. We wouldn't even be in this condition today. But we're, we're well, we got. Dr. Henry Clark did say we have no friends. Dr. Ben and all of them, you know, I understand that wholeheartedly, and I didn't live enough places on this earth to really appreciate that. And if I wish I could go back to Dubai or even Thailand, you know, I go back. Ghana was there too. I dug Ghana, and uh, South Africa wasn't bad. You know, but I'm back here in Florida. So this, if I left here, I'd probably go to another warm place, one of these islands. Ain't they about to make uh, Puerto Rico um, officially United States now? Like Hawaii and Alaska? No, not gonna, no, no. We need we no? we need to make. Give Puerto Rico statehood along with D.C. Then there would be no no clutter. Mm. There would be no 50-50 Senate split. It would be Mm 54-50. Each one of those uh, new new states would carry two senators, and they would both Mm -hmm. be Democratic, which would give us 54 senators to 50. Right now, mm-hmm. we need we need someone because Joe Manchin from West Virginia is a conservative Democrat, and he's not about mm-hmm. he's not about to vote for anything, anything. Wow, I'm surprised. And then again, I'm not because Hawaii and then Guam. Um, I'm surprised they didn't make they Guam a state. Well, that's you know. Better. That's, there's, there's talk of that too, making Guam a state and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Yeah, well, the U.S. Virgin Islands. Hmm. Let me ask you this: Bobby Rush did that damn thing about that HR six 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 six. What what became of that madness? Nothing. Good. Nothing they 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 dispense with mm. that very 
real quick. But uh, this, um, there are 300 new voting laws in 47 mm-hmm. states. The right has blitzed the rule of law with new voting rules. That's why we mm-hmm. need H- HR1 and HR4. So bad. HR4. Yeah, HR4 is the uh, John Lewis. Uh, it it yeah. basically uh, brings back the uh, fifth. Uh, the uh, fifth Article Five of the Voting Rights Act, mm-hmm. the Supreme Court did away with. It basically right. brings that back. Uh, there's so much that's going on with these voting laws, especially the one in Georgia. And uh, I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna play this clip about All what's right. going on in Georgia and what they're doing in Georgia. And uh, okay. Speak, speak to it. Speak to it on the other side, okay? All right, brother. Love and respect you. Let me get off and uh, I miss you, cats. You, India, Janice, Lee. Anyway, let me get off and uh, let you go on and do what you do, man. But listen, hook me up. I want to send you the T-shirt, man. All right, then. Will do. Okay. All right. Mahalo. All right. Take care, I haven't heard from brother in a long time. No one has. He's been in Hawaii for 10 years. But uh, this is the uh, Georgia bill. And our good buddy and one of the best investigative journalists in the world, Greg Palace, is on the line with us. Uh, he's the author of How Trump Stole 2020, among many other great books. You can learn all about it at gregpalace.com. You can tweet him at greg underscore palace. Greg, tell us about this. What what are the hidden horrors in the Georgia vote law that you uh, wrote about today over at truthout.org? Well, I, I want to say that the good news, Tom, is that Brian Kemp has finally admitted we don't want black voters on the voter rolls. It's stunning. Actually, it's an April Fool. Okay, well, let's get on oh, to it. Here's okay. what's really I was going say, on. What? Sorry about that. I had to. I'm sorry. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> had to do it, right? Okay. No, they All admit right. nothing. So here's the, here's what's going on in the 95 page SB 202, the uh, the the Georgia anti voter law. They put in two codicils which have really not been noticed. And I'm not talking about the story we talked about where I broke about how you know you go to jail for handing someone a slice of pizza. Is more important. Donald Trump asked the Secretary of State to find him 11,000 votes so he'd be president. Well, here's the deal. The Georgia legislature, the MAGA mob, has found 364,000 votes, voters to remove in the next election. How are they doing this? In the bill, in this 95 pages, is a little provision that allows any voter in the state to challenge any other voter in the state and their right to vote in unlimited numbers. Now, what does that mean? There is an, uh, and it's a real serious business because there's an organization out of Texas, a Tea Party spinoff called True the Vote, which during the Georgia U.S. Senate runoffs, are you ready for this? Challenged 364,541 voters. Let me repeat that. A third of a million voters and said that they should not be allowed to cast their ballots. Now, as you know, that would have changed the Senate and the presidency. 
364,000 voters. Now, they said these were illegal voters, but you know what? Under Georgia law, before the election, you were allowed to challenge any voter where you had personal knowledge, like, oh, that guy's moved to Detroit. He shouldn't be voting here. They didn't have any information. They used a bunch of local shills to file this phony attack on a third of a million voters. Local elections boards, Republican, Democrat, it didn't matter. They all threw it out. They said, this is a joke. You don't know these people. You don't know a third of a million people. But the legislature decided this is a pretty nice trick. So they've now authorized, through the vote, to file challenges, again, against more than a third of a million people and to get over the objections of both Republican and Democratic county boards, which think that this is like nuts and a violation of federal law. They have said that the state board of elections, the brand-new state board of elections, can replace and remove or overturn the decisions of the local boards. And who is this new state board? Under the new rules, it will be a, uh, a choice. Uh, it will be a representative of Brian Kemp, you know, the guy that shoplifted the election from Stacey Abrams, and representatives of the two, um, of the two houses of the Georgia legislature, both controlled by MAGA maniacs. So as you will have uh, the Trumpsters completely in charge, and they are taking the position that they can overrule these local boards and remove these people. And to add uh, kind of a cherry on top of this satanic pudding, uh, Brad Raffensperger, who is the Republican Secretary of State of Georgia, has literally invited, through the vote, to challenge these voters. He's literally invited them, knowing, and he's even said, I mean, it was blank, in fact, the True the Vote, uh, if you go to my Truth Out article today, which is, just went up, if you go to Truth Out, you'll see a quote from Brad Raffensperger put out by True the Vote, which, who says, um, look, I have to follow federal law. I can't just remove voters. But True the Vote doesn't have to follow federal law, so if they challenge voters and I accept their challenges, hey, <laughs> we don't, you know, uh, that's one way around federal law. So he's literally inviting a group to help him break the law. 364,000 so, votes. So let me get this straight, Greg, because uh, the first thought that went through my mind is, okay, uh, True the Vote challenges 300,000 voters, uh, and, and Georgia says, okay, fine, you're challenged, so you can't vote or you get provisional ballots. I didn't hear you say that, though. Uh, no, they said you, you're not going to get a provisional ballot. You get challenged. They have something called a challenge ballot. Now, if it's before election, the counties are supposed to send you a notice, some postcard that says you have to show up for like a court-like hearing. Can you imagine how many people, like Barbara Arnwine, uh, the, the, uh, probably the best voting rights lawyer in America, has had a transformative justice coalition. She's in a federal suit against the state with me, and Black Voters Matter. She said, who's going to show up to a take a day off work to go to a hearing to prove, who they, to prove that they are who they are. This is nuts. Plus, right. under the new law, you can actually challenge people after they've mailed in their mail-in ballot. It's completely mad, but this so is the way that they said they can get prevent, around Georgia law. Sorry. What's to prevent you and me from creating a, a truer the vote organization and challenge 400,000 white suburban voters in Georgia? Well, the problem is it's called the state board, the brand-new MAGA State Board of Elections, which is just created under the new law, which says that the ultimate arbitrator will be uh, five Republicans. 
uh, pro-Trump Republicans uh, uh, under the new law. They, they get the final say. So if you said, oh, let's get rid of the white guys, forget it. But if you get, say, let's get rid of the black voters, and as you know, we've discussed this many times, you know, they, they wiped out 198,000 voters before the last election due to actions of Black Voters Matter, I'm talking, and Southwest uh, Voter Registration Education Project, which is the big Hispanic group. They called 40,000 people. They sent out 80,000 postcards. They got people re-registered. And that's why you have a different Senate and a different president. Amazing. Voters Absolutely amazing. Not the, not the purgers. Now, think about that. They've taken away the right of the Secretary of State to oversee the certification of the vote. But what they've done is taken away his authority and they're giving it out to a three-panel, how did he call it, a mega crowd because Governor Kemp appoints these three people. So they do what he says. True the vote challenged 346,000 votes now with these laws in place. They would take away those 346,000 votes out of Fullerton County. Out of any county where black people are the strongest, there goes your vote. This is why you have to believe Georgia is nothing more than a trial balloon. And they send up this trial balloon to take away votes from people of color. They're going to give you a challenge ballot. You see, 306 new laws in 47 states. It's a power grab because they have gerrymandered The states. So they have the majority of the states. HR 1 and HR 4 are must pass. You cannot allow Joe Manchin, Christian Cinema, to obstruct. You cannot allow them to keep the filibuster in place. See, because with the filibuster in place, there will be, there will be no infrastructure bill. There will be no H.R. 1 or H.R. 4. Voting rights and new voting rights bills. The second most important theme 
behind HR1 and HR4 should be, you know, they say Joe Biden wants to pack the courts. No. Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell packed the courts. The Democrats have to come in to balance the courts, get rid of the filibuster, and balance the courts. Add five new Supreme Court justices. Five. Hell, why not add ten? That way, one retirement, one death, will not be such a big deal. You'll take away that that angst, that anxiety that one person will retire because it won't matter. There will be enough justices on the court. And basically branded as Integrity, bring in integrity back to the court. You see, Roberts Court brought us Citizens United, dark money, and the running rampant of money in politics. So after passing H.R. 1 and 4, you must balance the courts. If you bring in five new Supreme Court justices, that will turn the court and favor Democrats. Eight to six. Republicans get back in, they're going to put five more on to give themselves a large, a large uh, advantage. You see, Republicans aren't looking to compromise, to be fair. They're looking to grab for power. That's all they understand. That's all they know. They're not worth giving the benefit of the doubt. You see, <laughs> so who was this that wrote this? And I've been looking for it and looking for it over and over and over. And, uh, I had uh, I had put it up, but uh, his name is Jeff Tedrick. Jeff Tedrick is the gentleman's name. Jeff Tedrick, and. Um, He came in with a very interesting a very interesting quote. I can't find it now to save my life. 
But uh, and it rang true because um, they can't be trusted. Period. They can't be trusted to do what's right for the country. They don't give a damn about democracy. They don't give a damn about anything but themselves. And that's just how it goes. You mean to tell me I won't be able to find it? <laughs> you go over here to over here to Twitter. Because I saw it and I tweeted it. I guess I didn't tweet it because I can't find it. I can I can search for it, I guess. Wasn't Dietrich? It was Dietrich with a T. T I E. Yeah. Dietrich. Yeah. Because he wrote he wrote a piece, a very good piece, and this piece was. Uh, I said I was going to keep up with it, but I didn't. There you go. This is from Jeff Tiedrich. No one could have predicted that the party of Nazis, racists, compromised Russian assets, pedophile wrestling coaches, blackout drunk rapists, concentration camp frat boys, Fan boys, not frat. Bone saw murder apologists, melting lawyers, would also be the party of sex trafficking Florida morons. Sex trafficking Florida morons refers to um, Matt Getz. He's in the crosshairs of the FBI, as well as he should be. And uh, I think his ass is short for being a congressman. I think his ass is short for being free. Because the other people they have on the hook, They were going to flip on him. And he, I think he is absolutely going to jail. The people they have, they have the young lady, and I don't think she's holding anything in. I don't think she's trying to protect him in one, in, at all. He cashed out payments to her. He apple out. Payments to her. And for those of you who don't know what Cash App and Apple apps are, 
They're connected to your checking account, savings account. And you can transfer money from there, from one place to another. So all they need is a identifier. And you can transfer money. It's so easily traced. I don't know. I don't. Can somebody help me on? <laughs> help me understand. Matt Getz's father is extremely, extremely, extremely rich. Matt Getz has three DUIs, but he became a congressman. Can somebody explain that to me? I didn't think so. So, When you hear Republicans talk about healing and bringing the country together, why would Democrats want to have a handout for? That's Keith. I'll let Overman tell you. This is Overman versus Trump. Donald Trump needs to take his crocodile tear words about this being the time for our nation to heal and shove them up his ass. As we get a clearer picture of the dimensions of last week's coup attempt and the follow-up threatened for next week, as we hear not commentators, but U.S. attorneys use the term sedition and murder, it is obvious that hundreds of the idiots who listen to the Republican lies about the election will be going to prison, and that Trump Jr. and Giuliani and others may be charged by the D.C. district attorney. It is just as obvious that Trump will be impeached again with Republican votes, and in the Senate there will be Republican votes against him. Last Wednesday, Trump stepped into history as a man who did more damage to this country than Jefferson Davis, Joe McCarthy, Aaron Burr, Tokyo Rose, and Osama bin Laden ever dreamed of. Yet there, on his stunt trip to Texas, to do the only thing he's really good at, staring at a goddamned wall, Trump again threatened the nation with his followers, quote, tremendous anger, and he threatened the president-elect. Yet his hypocritical, tinny, nauseating calls for healing and unity are still being echoed by his Republican co-conspirators, like the human versions of Beavis and Butthead, Congressman Jordan and Gates, by Trump campaign staffers, by those idiots out there who only heard one thing Trump said on Tuesday, quote, there is always a counter move. You want healing and unity? Get Trump on TV to tell America Biden won, and there is no fraud, and he has been scamming them. You want healing and unity? Get one of the lunatics like Alex Jones or Chanel Rion to announce that COVID-19 is real and masks are essential. You want healing and unity? Get Marjorie goddamn Taylor Greene to announce QAnon and Pizzagate and the whole right-wing conspiracy cult is bullshit. You want healing and unity? Get Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell to be the ones to introduce the legislation that utilizes the 14th Amendment and bars Trump from federal office for life. You want healing and unity? Remove the greatest threat to healing and unity in American history. Get Donald goddamn Trump out of office, and we don't give a good goddamn how you do it. <laughs> I can always count on Overman to say it plain 
and say it with authority, unequivocally. And when you get these particulars, uh, there is something, I don't know, I guess, I guess I'm an alarmist because as fast moving as this is, there's not enough people alarmed about it. 47 states, 300 and something bills, when all we need is two goddamn senators. Christian Cinema and Joe Manchin to fall in line. Get rid of the filibuster so we can govern. And when I say we, I mean progressives. I don't mean democratic liberals. I don't mean democrats. Look, I understand that this system is broken. I understand that many of you look at Republicans and Democrats as the same bird with two different wings. What I can't understand is this logic that all of a sudden is going to show up and win. The Green Party has not won. They've never won. But we've got people who basically and simply say, voting, why would I do that? Why would I do that? Look, you jump in the pool with the people who you can drag your way. Because even in your pool, you're going to get a lot of resistance. You're going to have a lot of people tell you, no, no, no. And that's what we have. We have the Chuck Schumers, the Dick Durbins. We have all of those corporatist Democrats, moderate Democrats. who are still basically looking to reach out and get stuff done together. That's not what Republicans are doing. Republicans have a a daily, a daily Trojan horse that they keep bringing up to the gate. And we keep taking it in. Keep that goddamn Trojan horse outside. It can't be trusted. And if I can get you to understand, you cannot trust Republicans. You cannot trust someone who thinks lower corporate taxes. And you can never raise taxes. The corporate tax is 21%. Let's get it back to 35. And let's not forget, it used to be 50. It used to be 75 when the country was the most productive. 
you make a good dollar, good for you. Pay your fair share. And Wall Street, on your, there will, there should be a three-cent tax. Three cents on your transaction. Period. That will fund every infrastructure project. That will fund free schools, free colleges, that will fund Medicare for all. And if you don't like the government running your health care, pay for the private sector because it's not going to cost you too much because they know if you don't like it, you can always leave them and go to the government. Government wasn't bad when they were building roads and highways and they were creating the foundation by which the country has thrived and commerce has moved. The government wasn't bad when they came to the aid of the citizens. In wars one and two, world wars one and two, and the Korean War. They were bad when they came to the Vietnam War, the Iraqi wars, getting involved in the Middle East. At some point, you have to give up on the constant, obsequious ass-kissing to the military-industrial complex. You have to be able to say, hell no, that money can go into helping the community. And since this is a, a democracy, You punish the thieves with extreme prejudice. You make the ones who would steal the getting caught as their worst nightmare. You make sure no one wants to steal. Because right now, the biggest country is the rise of these racist militias, the Proud Boys, the Boogaloo Boys, the, what do they call them, the Oath Keepers. If we don't meet them with the same amount of aggression that they're coming at our democracy with. And don't get me wrong. 
I'm not one of those who says, uh, well, let's go with the democracy and um, ignore the fact that this is the same goddamn democracy. There hasn't been a democracy for black people. It hasn't, but it can. If you want to go to war with this democracy outside of the rules, you will lose. The numbers, the numbers say it. The majority of the country wants infrastructure bill. That's the majority of Republicans at 60%. Democrats are in at 75%. This is just for infrastructure. Independents are in for 50%. The COVID bill, $1.9 trillion, was 75%. American people backed it for 75%. And you can go down the line for things that Republicans have branded far left. Far left. Oh, he's a far left. Well, education for preschoolers, free education for preschoolers, it's not a far-left idea. The majority of people want that. What Republicans have done, they have used the lie machine, the lie machine that is Fox News. That is Newsmax and the rest of the Republican spiel. They have no idea. They said Obamacare. They would rescind it and replace it. But year after year, they have nothing. They have come up with nothing. And when they had the House and the Senate, still didn't come up with anything. You see, they have no idea. All they have are conspiracy theories, lies, and to tell you we stand for because they stand for nothing. They will never stand for anything. They will always go with tax cuts, cuts to regulation, Drinking dirty water is their idea of freedom. 
four work rules is their idea of freedom. You cannot find one Republican that has a platform for the American people. But yet you have 42 to 45% of the people in the country following them because they have managed to convince them to hate the people who have nothing, hate those same people who seek to make life better in this country. Think about it. Won't you please think about it? But right now we have to use every tool in the box. And with these voting, new voting laws, we simply have to use our dollars and our minds. This is Oberman versus Apartheid Georgia. By dint of timing and prominence, it falls to America's Major League Baseball players to begin the rebellion against the return of Jim Crow voting laws in Georgia. Major League Baseball is scheduled to play its All-Star game in Atlanta on July 13th. But just three weeks from now, baseball will first congratulate itself for having integrated its sport in 1947. On April 15th, as usual, all of its players will wear the same uniform number, number 42, worn by Jackie Robinson. If Commissioner Robert Manfred will not immediately move the All-Star game out of Atlanta, the players should not only announce that they will boycott that All-Star game, but they should also announce that they will boycott Jackie Robinson Day. Jackie Robinson was born in Georgia. For baseball players to have to celebrate integration while Jackie Robinson's home state enacts laws designed to keep people of color from voting is beyond mere hypocrisy. It is forcing players to participate in a humiliating sham, a virtual minstrel show of racist propaganda. Georgia passed its suppression acts while a dissenting African-American state legislator was literally dragged out of its capital by thuggish police who lacked only the attack dogs and water hoses of history. And as my friend Will Bunch realized, Georgia's racist governor signed Georgia's racist legislation and celebrated it while he sat in front of a painting of a Georgia antebellum plantation where 100 Americans were once owned by other Americans. If the baseball players will not or cannot boycott, the consumers must. Fans must boycott the Jackie Robinson Day games and the All-Star Game telecast on Fox And then we move to basketball, where the Atlanta Hawks' next home game, April 11th, must be moved or the players must boycott. And in September, the Atlanta Falcons' home football games. After sports, we boycott movies filmed in Georgia and consumer businesses based there, like Delta Airlines and Coca-Cola. The list of economic punishments for racism, which we can accomplish, is endless. We already went through this shit with Georgia in 1862. And in 1962, boycott Georgia. The All-Star Game set for July 13th, I believe. Major League Baseball has announced 
they're pulling out of the All-Star game. They're going to move it. And I'm saying with 47 states with these new voting laws, where the hell are you going to move it to? Rewind back to H.R. 1 and H.R. 4 must be passed. It's a matter of saving our democracy. They're talking about boycotting Coca-Cola and boycotting Delta Airlines. They should boycott them anyway. Because why did it take them taking away your voting rights? Why did they why did it take that? And paid for those politicians who voted to take away the rights the voting rights of black people. We are going backwards. The stage is set to stop it right now. Don't wait till November or September to try to stop it after these laws have been passed. Jump in, pass H.R. 1 and H.R. 4, and basically let Joe Manchin know this is his last term as a senator. And if he stays on the path and votes with Republicans and allows the filibuster to control, taking away votes, he will no longer be senator of West Virginia. That can be guaranteed. That was not the message to Blanche Lincoln when progressives tried to primary her, and she barely won. Then in the general, she lost by 40 points, 40, because Democrats abandoned her, and they would not support her. In effect, they were getting her out of the Senate because she was not for the people. Joe Manchin is not for the people, period. Christian cinema is not for the people. I do believe Christian cinema can be primaried out of the Senate. And basically told, you might beat this primary, but you'll never beat the Republican who challenges you because the Democrats will abandon you. It's called the Blanche Lincoln effect. And every Democrat should know it. Take a little time and stew on that. 
because that's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to take. Hi, this is Janice Graham asking you to join us each Saturday, 10 p.m. at Our Common Ground, Transforming Truth to Power, one broadcast at a time. Coming up on this Saturday, do we accomplish much in celebrating Black History Month each year? I'm wondering, and I'm asking, are you making a difference? Are you intentionally and consciously creating new black history. Are you making black history? I'm Janice Graham, and I'll be listening for you right here in the Black Truth Sanctuary at Our Common Ground, Saturdays live and call in, 10 p.m. Janice Graham, Saturday night, 10 o'clock. Our common ground. Be there. I wonder what happened to um, um, Dr. Taylor last week. I was really looking for um, just uh, (laughs) a diarrhea of his brain to come flowing out of his mouth as he basically spoke. He's like a he's like a history class that I did, that you don't have to take if you listen to Dr. Taylor. He's he's got a a sum of knowledge in his head, and it's just it's just aching to get out, and he he, he don't care. He don't mind getting it out. He speaks it over and over again, but he's a real, it's a real teachable moment. The things that he says, that he teaches us, are real teachable moments. Uh, Janice Graham basically has him on a great deal. Uh, Janice, is it open mic this Saturday? No, Janice, I didn't see your banner. I know, I know. On the hell and I, am I not looking for it? I, I got to tell you, Dennis. I got to tell you, in my world of do nothing, I'm doing just that. I'm doing nothing. There are times that, like I told, like I tried to explain to you a couple of weeks ago, I'm having trouble staying awake. <laughs> And I found out that I have to start to show up with anger. And I'm plenty angry because this is a vital time. This is a turning point for our democracy and for our right to vote. Because if you vote and they can nullify your vote because some 
racist challenges your vote. Nothing is sacred. The only thing left is to arm yourself and see how many hundreds of thousands can die in a renewal of what they want, a new civil war. This will be a different war. This will be a different time. Look at Iraq. Now imagine the car bombs. Imagine America. Within those situations, what do you say? Why we on we we basically don't have the car bombs. We sure in the hell have mass shootings. It's just like Iraq. More and more people die from guns. But we will be needing. We will be needing the services of our Middle Eastern brothers, the bomb makers, to help us with the jihad that will become necessary if we don't stop voting suppression. They are literally taking your vote away. Saturday uh, on our common ground, Janice's guests will be waiting for a guest. So... If necessary, I will I will be Janice's guest. I will make myself Janice's guest. I will um, relentlessly call her to fill in for the guest that she is missing. Five one six 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 nine five one six. I'm just saying. You can't get a guess. I got a guess. I'll be a guess. But you only get one thing out of me. Don't trust the Republicans. There are no good Republicans. There are no nice Republicans. There are no fair Republicans. Jeff Tedrick tells us this. No one could have predicted the party of Nazis, racists, compromised Russian assets, pedophile, wrestling coaches, 
You know that's Jim Jordan, don't you? <laughs> Blackout drunk rapist. That's the Supreme Court Judge Kavanaugh. Concentration camp fanboy. Bone saw murderer. Apologist. And melting lawyers would be the party of sex trafficking morons. Everything that they say they aren't, they are. And it's basically uh, an MO that they go by. Admit nothing, deny everything, and accuse everyone of what you're guilty of. That's what they're saying to you. I see the closer is here. Closer has been here for some time. <laughs> the closer has been here for some time. None other than um, my good friend here in Chicago. We call him House Music Lover. And um, he's been on the board for a good hour now, but... Um, he hasn't pressed one. He hasn't signaled me that um, he's ready to come in late and close it up. Janice hasn't called me. She um, she'd rather make funny faces at me on the in the chat room. I am so, (laughs) so, so, so angry about this. But the only reason I'm angry about it is to stay woke. I have to stay woke. Notice how the narrative from the right Now, woke is bad. If you're woke, you're bad. If you're woke, is somehow the mark of the beast, or was that a mask? Was that the mask that was the mark of the beast? I've told you, and I'll tell you again, they are attacking our democracy with the votes, and they're also trying to sabotage the recovery, our recovery. Did I see somewhere? The rest of what cops? <laughs> Janice, you can't. What happened to the rest of them cops? I don't know what you're talking about, Jack. I know two two cops were attacked today and one died. And the young man got out of the car with a knife and tried to attack the other police officer who was just down. Um, they shot him dead. 
I think it was suicide by cop. And they went through his Facebook already to tell us that he loved, that he thought Louis Farrakhan was God. Now, can someone please explain to me what good did that do? Was that an attempt to sway public opinion? That it was a Muslim who attacked the two Capitol Police officers to get everybody's attention away from the fact that 140 Capitol policemen were injured in the January 6th. Insurrection at the Capitol building. Donald Trump's failed coup. And he failed because Nancy Pelosi had sense enough to understand that if they didn't finish the roll call and seating of the delegates that night, that Republicans would have been rejecting any attempt to do it the next day and basically throwing the election to the House of Representatives and basically stealing it and awarding it to Donald Trump. But Nancy Pelosi said, hell no. We are not doing that. We are going to continue. And even after they started again, Republicans kept objecting. So they had to have these meetings. When Republicans realized that they would be there all night and into the next day, they started not objecting. So they had to certify all the votes. Uh, I'm sorry, certify all the delegates. Oh, Janice, they don't even speak about them. They're probably getting there. Probably nothing will be done about them. Chauvin was the one with his knee on his neck. See, Janice, you can't, um, not a member of NOI. Who the hell is NOI? I've got brain fog here. Five one six 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 nine five one six. That's the number. Or should I say just quit talking crazy in the chat room? 
They've been like this. And they will continue to be like this. And at this point, I've basically had it. I've had it with people who want to give up and declare that both sides do it. Because they don't. going to take a long time. The moment is now, people. Pass H.R. 1 and H.R. 4 or simply lose your right to vote. It had to stop you some way, somehow. You know, you know, I, I wouldn't have got that in 20 years. Nation of Islam. I have no idea why the news would bring that across. Why would they bring that to the American people? That this guy was a lover of Louis Farrakhan. He thought Louis Farrakhan was God, and that's how they put it. So the first thing everybody believes is that first thing everybody believes is that he is from the nation of Islam. So, therefore, they can get away from the militias, the Oath Keepers, the Proud Boys, any and everybody from the right. The siege is on now, and it starts with our voting rights. If you don't pay attention, 
pretty soon it'll be too late to pay attention. They will have won. I won't say it anymore. I won't say it anymore. I'll just allow you to and the American people to get yourself in a position Attack the vote when their sedition didn't work. Walden Bellow. Walden Bellow is his name. And when the people on the right have no ideas, Walden Bellow has seen it in other countries. And he can tell you. Now, to what's happening in the Capitol. The Democratic-led House of Representatives plans to vote to impeach President Trump as soon as Wednesday, unless Trump resigns or Vice President Mike Pence first invokes the 25th Amendment to remove him, which looks unlikely. On Monday, House Democrats unveiled a single article of impeachment against the president for incitement of insurrection against the government of the United States a week after Trump supporters violently attacked the Capitol. Trump's also accused of subverting and obstructing the certification of the 2020 election. The article of impeachment states, quote, Donald John Trump, by such conduct, has demonstrated he will remain a threat to national security democracy and the Constitution if allowed to remain in office and has acted in a manner grossly compatible, incompatible with the self-governance and the rule of law. This comes as authorities are warning of more right-wing violence around Joe Biden's inauguration January 20th. The FBI's warned the possible armed fiery protests are being planned in all 50 state capitals plus the U.S. Capitol beginning January 16th. In Washington, 15,000 members of the National Guard are expected to be deployed ahead of the inauguration. The New York Times reports Pentagon officials are preparing for a number of nightmare scenarios, including sniper targeting attendees of the inauguration, drone attacks, and suicide-type aircraft. Authorities have also expressed concern about the number of active-duty soldiers and veterans, as well as police officers, who took part in the insurrection last week. Commanders at Fort Bragg are investigating the role of a PSYOPs Army captain, that's a psychological operations Army captain, who led a group from North Carolina to D.C. last week to rally for President Trump. Meanwhile, two Capitol Hill police officers have been suspended, and at least a dozen others are under investigation for aiding the attack that left five people dead, including a Capitol Hill police officer who supported Donald Trump. For an international perspective on the crisis facing the United States, we go to the Philippines to speak with Walden Bellow, the acclaimed sociologist, academic, environmentalist, and activist. His latest column for Foreign Policy and Focus is headlined, America Has Entered the Weimar Era. 
Walden Bellow is also a senior analyst at the Bangkok-based Focus on the Global South, as well as an international adjunct professor at the State University of New York at Binghamton. Bellow is the author or co-author of 25 books. Part of his book, Counter-Revolution, The Global Rise of the Far Right, looks at the social roots of Trumpism. Bello served as a member of the House of Representatives of the Philippines from 2009 to 15, 2015. He's the recipient of the Right Livelihood Award, also known as the Alternative Nobel Prize. Walden Bello, welcome back to Democracy Now! It's great to have you with us. If you can talk about what you thought as the insurrection unfolded last week, if you could put this in a global context. Yes. Well, uh, uh, Amy, thanks a lot, uh, and Juan, for inviting me uh, to your program. Well, uh, uh, let me just say that the first thing that came to mind was, of course, uh, sh uh, shock at uh, this insurrection right at the very heart of the American political system. But on the other hand, having started, having studied uh, counter-revolutions, um, I, uh, it, it was sort of something that, uh, although I did not expect it to take this dramatic form, you know, that this kind of uh, street-type warfare, uh, mobilization of the streets, you know, that, you know, the right wing uh, or the far right in the United States would, you know, resort to this. And, you know, uh, Things that came back image, uh, came to my mind were, for instance, the right-wing gangs uh, in in Chile, you know, that um, uh, you know created the chaos that resulted in military intervention that uh, uh, ousted President Allende back in 1973, and you know uh, we had these groups like Patria y Libertad that pretty much were like this the Proud Boys in the United States and, you know, the other right-wing gangster. Uh, another image that flashed into my mind was, you know, the fascist squadristi uh, of Mussolini, uh, you know, that um, uh, took power first by taking over the streets. Uh, and because the socialists in Italy at that time were becoming quite popular at the ballot box, the you know, the ruling class fought back uh, mainly by, you know, uh, promoting the fascist, squ uh, you know, squads uh, in uh, their very violent ways of repressing uh, the left. And, of course, the other image that came to my mind was, you know, in uh, the late 20s, the last years of the Weimar Republic, uh, you know, where— uh, Basically, you know, the, there was a strong political polarization that was taking place, and the fascists or the Nazis, uh, you know, wanted to resolve the, you know, the, the stalemate, parliamentary stalemate, by basically taking over the streets and beating up people, beating up social democrats, beating up the communists, and using that surge from the streets to be able to push uh, Hitler to power, both through electoral as well as a street uh, a terrorist uh, means. So uh, this is not uh, 
you know, something that's unuseful that has happened in, in the capital. Uh, Right-wing groups, when they begin to lose uh, electorally, when they begin to see that their opponents are gaining the upper hand uh, in terms of being able to win, you know, elections and electorally, uh, they resort to the streets and to violence in order to, you know, um, stop, you know, that process. So that, those are the things that came to mind. Uh, it was very dramatic, but on the other hand, it was something that I, having studied counter-revolutions, uh, you know, expected something like it would happen at some point in the United States, given the developments over the last, you know, few years, which has really resulted in, you know, this uh, move to the far right uh, of, you know, significant sectors of the population that are allied uh, to the Republican Party. You are less than 100 years away from freedom. You are in the same throes of not allowing yourselves to believe that these people would bring violence to the streets that these people will try their damnedest. He's not done. Donald Trump is not finished. One of the flashpoints will be when he's indicted. All of the court cases civil and criminal that will be leveled against him. He will attack by accusing you of being that which he is. He will project and he will continue to lie. That's why there can be no deal making. There can be no Promise, you can't let him go because he's promising not to run again. Do you really think he wants to be president again? I'll tell you like it is. Not just no, hell no. He is not looking for anything. He owes $140 million. When the people finish suing him because he has nothing to stand on, when the grand juries in Georgia finish indicting him, and oh, the lawyers better watch it. You better get your money up front if you if you're defending him, get your money up front because he's not paying. It takes time, but time is all he has. 
He is 74 years old. He is not the pit, the, 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 the statue of hell. He is not the fit as a fiddle that people want you to believe. He does not have to be here. He is contaminated. The grounds here in the United States in which we live for at least two generations. Be vigilant in what you do. There will be a period here where the only thing we have and our quiver of boycotts we should be at this point asking the black college athletes to boycott these southern schools University of Alabama Where would they be? Auburn. Clemson. All of these black schools with these black players. It's time to step up. It's time to voice your opinion. Time not to just say no. It's time to say hell no. And say hell no to the fact that at this point, We don't want your help. We don't want to play for your school. We must save our right to vote. Hey, it's been a great two hours. At least I stayed woke. <laughs> I want to thank my, my main man, Rondé, for, um, for his call today. I haven't heard from the brother in a while, and I'm glad that uh, <laughs> I'm glad that he called in and talked with me. People. When injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. 
This has been another exciting episode of the Alpha Show. We appreciate your listenership. Thank you for joining us at TruthWorks Network, the Alpha Show. Join us next Wednesday, 10 p.m. That's where we are. And that's why it's almost the bewitching hour. It's almost checkmate. It's almost that time. The time is of no return. It's almost the time when we won't be able to recover because recovery simply will not be in the cards for us. We cannot, I repeat, we cannot continue down this road because this road is headed for the ultimate dead end. Everybody thinks we're on Who are they to judge us? Mother, mother, simply call me sweet where I have a beloved mother.
just grooving, you know. I got a